0: Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 203, season four, and I just saw that our uh, our podcast wrap statistics are starting to come out. And even though we're not quite to the end of uh, our year and Uh, We'll soon be starting a new year, it'll be year five for us, Uh, but maybe soon in the next uh, one of the next couple podcasts I'll share some of our statistics. Uh, We're reaching a lot of people and that's a good thing, and it's being heard in a lot of countries and that's a good thing. Uh, So I'll share some of that with you, I'm kind of curious myself to see our end of the year stats. Uh, But right now I want to talk a little bit about uh, safety and security, and that came up uh, because we're working on a... A project of something I'm working on and uh, my wife and I were looking for an original uh, VHS tape. You all remember VHS tapes, but we were looking for a VHS tape of uh, an award that I received in 2002. It was the 2002 Lorraine Giles School Safety Award. And we had both thought that was put on the website and was added to uh, uh, my YouTube page, but apparently... We didn't get that done, and we found the video, the original videotape from the event, because then they were using videotape, and cameras weren't even as advanced then, uh, believe it or not, and that was 2002. Uh, But it was a VHS tape, and when I found the original tape that they had given me from the Health and Safety Council, uh, I pulled it out of the drawer, and it had uh, the tape was broken. So I carefully opened the, if you remember how a VHS tape works, there's a spring-loaded cover on it, and I pulled that back and rubber band it so I could work on it, and had to splice the tape and put the tape back together uh, with just some scotch tape on both sides, and that seemed to work pretty well. I was able to rewind it, and then we were able to play the tape, and neither of us were as happy with the quality. And my wife, of course, is really uh, big into graphics and video editing and working on video and such, so she uh, said let's record the video if it's better than we had another version that had been taken off the video to a DVD and it wasn't that good a quality. I mean it's never going to be perfect because of what we're taking it from. But uh, she set up a tripod in our room and got it really dark and uh, basically played the VHS on TV and was able to record it with her iPhone 14 and it actually came out pretty good and in much better quality. So we were able to, she was able to reproduce that and we were able to uh, save it, uh, which is a process in itself. And she added it to her YouTube page, um, iWink. And then I uh, was able to add it to my website, uh, Brett Anderson Consulting, LLC. And then I was able to add it uh, to my YouTube channel as well and uh, if you're curious about seeing it, it was the 2002 Lorraine Giles School Safety Award, so that kind of um, spearheaded what I wanted to talk about today since I had found that and rewatched it and saw some of the things that we had done, and that was my first uh, building as a principal, and it was uh, I was there for 10 years, and it was a 90% free and reduced lunch building. Uh, most of our kids came from the South Omaha Projects, and you've heard me talk a lot about the things that we did. Uh, to build community and to build trust in the building and uh, we were at that time uh, having a lot of issues with suspensions I've talked about that before too and we brought that down after the 256 suspensions in one year of my first year being a principal we brought that down so that our students would be in class and learning and started providing a career awareness and bringing up achievement and meeting the requirements of no child left behind at the time in uh, meeting our standardized assessments and making progress. And we became one of the model, uh, five model safe schools in our large urban district of the Omaha Public Schools, of about 53,000 students, and became a model for others on what you could do with school uh, safety. And it was, uh, we got involved with a grant through the uh, Nebraska State Improvement. Uh, Grant was what it was called, and it was basically taking a whole team of people uh to different training about positive behavior intervention supports and that's where some of my interest started uh way back in about two thousand uh big time into positive behavior intervention supports, which I uh, grew from and learned from and uh, became an expert in and used at every building and used as my twenty years twenty plus years as a principal uh it was uh great, uh, inspiring stuff, but it was interesting to see the video, of course, when I watched it back from 2002, that's already been 21 years ago, and I had, of course, a uh, darker beard and darker hair and was younger than I am now, of course, uh, but it was interesting to see some of the kids, I remember the faces and I remember the names of those kids that are speaking on the video and the challenges that we had at that building, and it was all from the staff pulling together. And some of the big things we did was, um, they show you that in the video actually, there were a lot of problems with drug dealers around the building and there were a lot of problems with uh, uh, people trying to get the kids involved in other things. So often we'd walk the kids down the hill, uh, past, it was actually two blocks past our, our building, uh, much beyond what you'd normally do as a safety patrol because we had people all the way down to 30th Street, uh, which was two blocks two blocks beyond, and then we'd cross them into uh, terrace apartments which, uh, South Omaha Projects and a lot of our kids came from there and make we'd make sure that they got home safely and that was a big deal. Uh, and we had 14 people plus on different stations throughout the neighborhood and around the building to make sure that our kids got home. And it was uh, not unlike me to walk students all the way to their door if needed. Uh, because somebody was trying to get them or somebody was after them. And we were able to use uh, work highly with uh, uh, the gang unit and uh, South Omaha Probation. Uh, a lot of people helped in that. And they were so good. Angela DeSantos was so good about uh, coming out and helping us and uh, having people in the corner if needed and uh, helping us to cross kids and watch for things that were happening. And to actually limit uh, the things that were going on. And I was uh, a friend and familiar with every precinct captain that was there in the Southeast, Southeast Precinct. And I would have a direct line to them and converse with them frequently. And they offered uh, police support when needed and police presence when needed. And that was much appreciated. And we did a lot of things to help make sure that our students were safe and the school ran extremely well and the security was in place for all of our kids to get home safely. And it was it was fun to see the video and kind of reminisce again. And one of the things I saw on there was uh, showing some of the graffiti and showing some of the uh, scenes that you would see uh, with uh, drug dealers nearby and things like that uh, taking place that we steered our kids around and protected them from. Uh, there was even a corner store that was actually we uh, kept them from selling alcohol for the longest time and it was after I left there that uh, principal that was there a short time while she was there they saw that as an opportunity and I think sought a license and uh, got the license and instead of selling just food they became a place that sold cigarettes and liquor and all these things that we were trying to keep from being so close to the housing uh, something they didn't need. They had access to it if they really needed it but it was, didn't need to be right next door and it didn't need to be right down the street from the school. So we were able to stop that as a neighborhood association and uh, do a lot of things. We did a lot of things with staff and with the community, including uh, meet, uh, meet the Challenge and Walk the Talk and uh, did marches through the projects and did uh, large uh, barbecues and gatherings where we provide agencies and supports for everybody in the neighborhood as well as a, turned it into a block party, uh, especially at the beginning of the year. But we saw that as a chance to take advantage of our captive audience and to give them the messages that we wanted and talk about attendance and talk about the importance of school and moving forward and moving into careers and uh, did a lot. And we had an, uh, had an exceptional staff at that building who worked really hard to make sure that our students were uh, succeeding. And in the video, I talk about having 556 kids and being their father or feeling like their father and taking care of them. And that's the truth. That's very much what I felt like. And I uh, loved the kids and the area, and it was a tough area for them to grow up in. And I wanted to make sure that they had uh, access and opportunities, uh, something we talk about on this show a lot. So that just kind of brought me back a little bit, seeing that video again. And that's so I thought I'd talk about that briefly. And I want to kind of end tonight with uh, John Maxwell, something from the Daily Reader, and this was on Courage. Uh, Larry Osborne offers this observation. The most striking thing about highly effective leaders is how little they have in common. What one swears by, another warns against. But one trait stands out, the willingness to risk. Fear limits a leader. Roman historian Tacitus wrote, The desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. But courage has the opposite effect. It opens doors and that's one of its most wonderful benefits. Perhaps that's why British theologian John Henry Newman said, Fear not that your life will come to an end, but it will never have a beginning. Courage not only gives you a good beginning, but it also provides a better future. What's ironic is that those who don't have the courage to take risks and those who do, experience the same amount of fear in life. The only difference is that those who don't take chances worry about trivial things. If you're going to have to overcome your fear and doubts anyway, you might as well make it count. Eleanor Roosevelt acknowledged, You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. And that was from the 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader. Uh, For the benefit of the team, do something you're afraid of today. And that was talking about the importance of courage and that courage to make a difference and that courage to move your school and move everyone forward. Uh, As we wrap up tonight, I'd like to go ahead and wrap up with a quote. Um, There are five non-negotiable characteristics that every effective leader must have. A sense of calling, and ability to communicate, uh, creativity and problem-solving, generosity, and consistency. And that was John C. Maxwell again. Uh, excellent quote from Maxwell about the qualities of an effective leader. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BradAndersonConsulting.com.